2: Odyssey sports presents big time baseball with MLB insider, John Heyman and former major leaguer, Tony Gwynn, Jr.
0: Welcome into to another episode of big time baseball. I'm Tony Gwynn, Jr. Alongside John Heyman. And I believe since the last time we talked, Carlos Correa had been reportedly signed to three teams. We, that has finally reached its finale, thankfully. Um, and, uh, First, John, how are you? How are you I'm doing, good. Tony? How are
2: you doing, Tony?
0: Uh, I'm doing well. We're less than a month uh, away from most report dates uh, for spring training. Looking forward to that. But let's let's jump in with this Carlos Correa. Um, I don't know what we call this. What it ends up being a deal <laughs> in Minnesota where he was last year. He's happy. Minnesota's happy. But uh, this has got to be one of the um, most unique uh, free agencies we've seen in quite some time.
2: Yeah, I, I would say drama, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's an unusual one. So you have to pick out a funny word that we don't usually associate with baseball. I, I mean, he signed, what, $865 million worth of deals at this point, or <laughs> yeah. agreed to. Sorry, yeah. you didn't get to sign the first two. So he is now a Minnesota twin, once again, for $200 million. They were in it all along, monitoring the situation, hoping they'd have a chance, and they finally did. A lot per year at 33 million for a mid-market team but uh, they're very happy they got their man and uh, it's a bit surprising the Mets didn't close the deal because the the night that or morning morning at least by my time that it was done and I talked to Steve Cohn he was quite excited he said uh, we needed one more thing and this is it and uh, nobody expected it to fall apart although we didn't know at that moment there would be a physical the deal was pending a physical but uh did not think it would fall apart again very odd I mean one one unusual thing is that you know this is a player that's had some back problems in the past but nobody even thought about the ankle I mean no. basically missed 14 games a year over the last three years which is not a lot for a shortstop involved in all the action and uh no one had recalled that he did have ankle surgery in 2014 when he was in the minors but not only he's not missed any time. He hasn't received any treatment for the uh, previous injury, but uh, you know, the doctors look at the MRI and, you know, obviously there were questions. Certainly there was the doctor in San Francisco, Bob Anderson, who's actually a Green Bay Packer doctor. So he's in Wisconsin. And, you know, there were, there was some complaints from the Correa side that the Mets used the same doctor, but of course the Mets did use a few doctors and, uh, For whatever reason, they saw a risk as well. And uh, Minnesota gets them on a six-year guarantee, which is probably pretty good for them.
0: The interesting thing is um, even no one really knows, including the doctors, exactly how this ankle is going to age. And um, it's going to be interesting three, four, five years down the line, we look back on it. What have the Mets done? What have the Giants done? Especially if Carlos Correa remains healthy with no issues. Uh, uh we, we will look back on those deals as huge mistakes. Now, you know, God forbid it happens, but if Carlos Correa's ankle doesn't age well, both sides will look like very competent individual or competent teams uh that were able to come to this deal. But nevertheless, this is a great signing for Minnesota. I mean you get a a a marquee player to go to go along with Buxton. That's already there. Um, this team, this team, can make some noise, especially in that division.
2: Yep, great for the Twins. I'm with you, Tony. Uh, you know they were there all along. They loved the player. They thought he was great for the team. Um, you know, and the Mets. I get it from the Mets' perspective. They, they weren't going to do 33 million dollars a year because I mean, let's face it. Even Steve Cohn. Uh, has his limits, and there. the
0: first time we've seen his, his limit, first, though. Yeah, it, to this so. point, he hadn't had one,
2: right? But I, I get it. You know, uh he's at the ninety percent Steve Cohn tax, and in the tax after him, and it finally got him. So <laughs> you know, right. if you're paying him thirty-three million a year, you've got a thirty million dollar tax because it's ninety percent. So fair, you're now yeah, paying yeah. sixty-three million dollars a year for Carlos Correa. I mean, he is a great player. I think he's a great player. He's clutch. One of the best defensive players, a former platinum glove winner in the game. But he's not Barry Bonds in his prime, right? So $63 million a year is probably a little steep even for the Mets. So I, I get why they didn't do the six-year deal. You know why, why they didn't stick to the 12-year deal with the rewriting of the language? You know, I, I guess it's hard for us to judge. We don't know. Even As you said, even the doctors don't know. It's the projection. Right, right. He could be good for all 12 years. Might be ten, might be eight. We don't know. So, um, you know, we will, we we won't know for years too, because it's it's not going to happen in the first year, I don't think. He hasn't had any issue to this point, but um, it was it was quite a twist, a couple of twists there.
0: Yeah, no, it was uh, as I said, one of the most unique free agencies we've witnessed in, in, in quite some time. Now, the Red Sox, who have really kind of been teetering or under some heat at least um for the amount of talent they have let walk away or they've traded away uh they get their man in raphael devers 11 years 331 million dollars it seemed like this was one that the red sox had to get
2: done well they, they absolutely did have to get done and you know Bloom did, did tell me uh about i don't know several weeks ago now that uh you know, this is our priority. This is job one for us. And uh, at that point, it did look like there was a good possibility. You don't say that out loud if you're not feeling pretty confident. And, um, you know, it, it worked out nicely for him. I know it's announced it was a, reported at 331. I think that eventually it looked like, was it 312 or something like right, that? Right, and then right. in, with deferrals, uh, the contract I got said, I think, 286. Still a ton of money, great player. Uh, younger than Bogarts younger than these other guys and yeah. has been a homegrown Red Sox terrific for the team. So uh, I think it's great for Boston and now they've got more stuff they're doing. They still have a little room under that first threshold, but I mean, this is Boston. I hope they're not worried about that first threshold and maybe they've assessed things and decided, well, they're in a tough division. Obviously Toronto's good. Uh, Yankees are good. Baltimore is good. You know, it's, It's a difficult, it's a difficult uh, uh, division that they're in, uh, but they are trying to do stuff. You know, they, they obviously added Duval. They're talking about a middle infielder, maybe a starting pitcher. It will be interesting to see what else they do. But uh, you know, right now they don't, still don't look like a contender to me Uh, you know, but it is a good thing they got Devers locked up. That was, that was the key.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Uh, There were a, a, a few smaller moves you mentioned Mancini his deal gets done Um, you you got Hosmer he also gets done Nelson Cruz to the Padres which is I think a a a sneaky good move you bring in a guy who although had a a down year, I attribute that to uh, the circumstances he was in 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 Washington Um, you get him in an environment where he's going to be competitive in Nelson Cruz Um, you get him a a right-handed DH you can kind of platoon him with Matt Carpenter to, to, to on the left-handed side. I think this is a good fit for the Padres low risk, uh, possibly high reward.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's looks like a potential bargain. Obviously didn't have the year that he normally does last year. He's only like what 50 home runs away from 500. I still think he's got it. I'm with you. And, uh, you know, the Padres have done some interesting things. Obviously Bogert's 280 million. That's not a bargain, but that's a great deal for the team. (laughs) And, uh, you know, they added to the uh, uh, rotation with Lugo and yeah. uh, brought back Martinez and they brought back Suarez. And so they did a ton of stuff, but they were at their limits. So they didn't end up signing Cueto at the end and got Cruz in on a deal. And, uh, you know, AJ Preller brought back his old guy from Texas. And by old guy, I mean, you know, former his his old friend, not not that he's ancient and i i'm with you i still think (laughs) nelson cruz has got some some bullets left in him
0: yeah i I talked to nelson at the winter meetings sounds like he he wants he wants to do he wants one more year and so uh he gets to come to sunny san diego to, to possibly spend uh that last year um mancini hosmer swanson um these are, these are some pretty decent moves, I think. I, I love the Swanson move for the Cubs it, it, as they finish, kind of wrap up their uh, their offseason.
2: Absolutely. I, and the Cubs, to me, are one of the clear winners of the offseason. I, I like the Swanson move. I, I think, you know, after the other signings, it was going to have to be a high contract. I mean, but not crazy the way he performed last year winning the Gold Glove. With all the great shortstops in baseball, hitting so many home runs and clutch home runs, hit a home run in all three of those key Mets games where the Braves yeah. ended up winning that division. I Think Swanson's a terrific player. They added Tyone as well. That now I wouldn't call that a bargain at sixty-eight million, though. I think the Phillies offered him even more than that. Uh, and Hosmer is a guy um, they're getting at a bargain at this point uh, for the minimum, and uh, might be good for that club. And I think he'll bounce back as well. Um, you know, I, I, they're, they're one of my clear winners, the Cubs. No question about it. And uh, uh, it was interesting to see who the winners were. I wrote about the winner's uh, in the post about uh, three weeks ago when I had the Mets as my big winner. I might have to amend that now.
1: Why?
3: Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Over. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.
1: Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys, your choice of colors starting at just $399. Ashley sleep mattresses starting at $250. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases, and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beauty Rest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
2: We all thought
1: thought Correa was going to be a man at that point.
0: Correa was, that was like the icing on the cake, but they still had a a, a good off season with some of the moves that they were able to, to make. Um, I also think the Rangers, they had a, a good off season. I mean, this is a, they're in a division, obviously where the Astros, they aren't going anywhere. Uh, they're probably still the most talented team top to bottom in all of baseball. But now you can at least say that the Rangers are are, are making the steps. They, last year they got the two offensive free agents. This year they attacked the pitching staff. You, you bring in uh, a huge one with DeGrom. Um, and then you get Nathan Ovaldi, who I think could be a, a nice piece as well. So the Rangers are a team you're, you're going to be talking about in the AOS this year, I think.
2: Yeah, I mean, Houston's obviously the clear favorite, but I, I think Texas did well. I, I think the Angels did well, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look at that rotation. Talk about attack the pitching. I mean, DeGrom is one of the best pitchers in the game, the best pitcher if he's healthy. I, I always have dependability questions about him, but incredible talent. They also added Heaney, they added Odorici, and that's right, obviously, that's a right. Baldi beloved guy. It was clutch. We still remember him from the World Series in 2018, where he was a hero in the one game that, the, that Boston didn't lose. Um they did great. I thought the Angels were good. Under the radar, you know, one of the my winners that that spent under 100 million dollars, which uh, is a rarity these days. You normally have to spend uh, 2 3 four, uh 500 million to be considered a winner, but uh, I thought they did well. It jumped in on Tyler Anderson who was an All-Star last year, getting him at 3 for 40 when you then saw Taiwan Walker and Tyone and Bassett get much more money uh, later on. I uh, did have that qualifying offer, so that might have impacted him somewhat. I like Drury; uh, he was very good last year, uh, certainly in the first half. And uh, two at seventeen, I like getting that That yeah. throw. Fantastic, um, you know. And I think Estevez for the bullpen is a is a big plus as well. So I thought the Angels did very well on a a little bit of a budget. You know, under a hundred million dollars isn't cheap, but uh, compared to the other winners, I, I guess that is.
0: Yeah, you know, I I also liked uh, some of the moves the Diamondbacks made. Uh, Yes. The Varshal deal for for Gary L. Jr. um, That's going to be a very – it's going to be a really young, uh, exciting team to watch. Uh, I don't know where they they fit in the National League West because, listen, I think the Padres are at the top of that. But I think the Dodgers, as much as they didn't do this offseason, it's still a really, really talented, well-coached team that you just know will will find their way in the mix somehow, some way. Uh, but the Diamondbacks are another team you're going to have to pay some attention to.
2: I'm with you again, Tony. Uh, you know, the Dodgers have a long way to fall from 111 wins. I mean, they were one right. of the great teams of all time. I'm with you. They're extremely well-managed, well-coached. And, you know, they still have Urias and they have Kershaw. They still have some incredible Betts, talent. Freeman. <laughs> yeah, Betts Freeman, players, Yeah, Betson and Freeman, pretty good. Will Smith, pretty good. Uh, obviously they're going to take a bit of a step back not a surprise. Everybody, when they went 111, they do take a step back, no matter what you do. So that's not a shock, but I'm with you. The Diamondbacks, I think they made some good under the radar moves. They had a, an excess in the outfield to trade from and uh, ended up trading Varsho. They got Moreno, who's a terrific young catching prospect in that deal. Guriel came in that deal. They have a lot of good young players. You know, the two two of the teams that really look like they're in much better position now, and obviously – the Orioles came up last year, so that's no surprise. The other one, to me, the Diamondbacks. You know, looking at them a year ago, you're like, "What the heck's going to happen with this these right. guys?" And now, right. they look like they have a future. Now, it was that division. It's tough. Yeah, I'm with your Padres. Uh, they they look like one of the best two or three teams in the game. So, what was it's be what was tough there, but you know, wild card, I'm not ruling them out.
0: Yeah, what was what was interesting about the Diamondbacks? I don't know. It seemed like at some point in the season they decided they were going to go all in on the young guys. They started calling some of these guys up, um, and they allowed them to go out and play. And so um, now they all have another year of experience. They have a year of experience under them. They're going to come in a little more confident. Now, where does that get them in the NOS? Like we both said, don't really know, uh, but it's going to be interesting to watch. The other thing I want to talk about is Otani. Now, he's not a free agent until after this year. But I think a lot of the moves, specifically the Dodgers, are one of those teams. Um, and I, it, it sounds like the Padres are going to be involved in this as well. Um, I think the Dodgers are basically going to get under this this threshold this year. They're going to stay under it so that they can now then attack this Otani thing next year at, 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 without the, um, the tax hanging over their head.
2: Yeah, I, I think that is it. I mean, I think, you know, we've speculated exactly what's going on with the Dodgers. You know, they were linked to Judge early. They were linked to all the shortstops, basically, didn't do any of the big moves. Their payroll is down by about $70 million. And, uh, you know, that's got to be one of the motivating factors. I don't think there's yeah. any question. Otani and you know, Tani, I, I could see about, you know, the Padres, I don't put anything past them. I think <laughs> your speculation is probably good. They were in the mix last time. I know they impressed him. He kind of had to go to the American League last time because he needed a DH. Now he can go anywhere. I think the uh, assumption is he likes Southern California. So could be a Padres-Dodgers battle, but, you know, Steve Cohn's still out there. still a lot yes, of other possibilities, but – the word was last time, and I've written about this, is that he did not want to go to New York. Now, I've talked to his people, and that was years ago. And, of course, you know, they have to keep the Mets and Yankees involved if they are going to be involved. So, uh, you know, and obviously, it's oftentimes, it's about the money. Although, with him, he really it really wasn't the first time. And he hasn't shown, you know, he's put up with, uh, you know, he's played it safe in terms of the money so yeah. far. And uh, he's going to be rewarded with probably a $500 million deal, which is something I wrote about a few weeks ago. And I've seen other people have kind of latched onto that as a possibility. I mean, the Padres, I don't put anything past them. I mean, you, you can remember when they couldn't afford Chase Headley. Now they've got, you know, four superstars on the team, counting Darvish. And uh, who knows what they may do, but the, the Dodgers look like, uh, you know, I mean, that's obviously a big market. Was the New York thing, was it just about the East Coast? Was it about New York? Is it still true? We don't know. Uh, is L.A.? L.A. was too big for Rendon, and he didn't go there, which actually turned out to be a benefit to them. You know, Willie, he, maybe he likes the idea of San Diego. Who doesn't? Isn't it where they call it America's finest city? I,
0: they do indeed.
2: <laughs> you're there. You've lived there your whole whole life, other than the, other, the teams that you perform for. Right, but, right. Uh, it's pretty nice. So,
0: so John, I mean, we've talked about the moves, um, and there were there were quite a bit. Teams were not afraid to spend in this first year of this new collective bargaining agreement. Um, what's next? What do we have left in the off season? Any moves out there still available? Any teams lurking to, to do something?
2: Well, I still think the Marlins are probably going to trade a starter. Uh, most of the buzz is about Pablo Lopez more than uh, Cabrera or Rogers or Luzardo at this point. So we've seen him connected now to the Twins, the Cardinals, Rockies. Um, You know, I think he may get traded. There aren't a ton of free agents left. I think Waka's probably the best in his prime. Uh, Granke may be the most interesting, still kind of a shock. He's not back with the Royals. He's kind of settled in there. Uh, But he's a very competitive guy. I remember when he signed originally – uh with the Dodgers he told me uh I would have uh, if somebody had paid me a penny more I would have gone there so he's a very honest fellow and uh, yeah, no, yeah, competitive he, guy Zach and, doesn't
0: sugarcoat much uh,
2: no he's, he he lays it out there so maybe he will leave uh the Royals but he's one of the more interesting guys left there's still shortstops left we've still got Iglesias we've still got Andrus and uh we still have Josh Harrison so there's still some players left but uh, it's most of them have signed, and as you pointed out earlier, they've signed for big bucks. A lot of them,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, um, that is really what we have remaining. Those few guys, uh, as I said, teams are less than a month away from reporting. Uh, John, where are you going to be at? Are you going to be all over the place, uh, come spring training?
2: Yeah, I'm going to. Probably start with the Mets, even though there's no Correa there. They still have Verlander and Single. a lot of interesting stuff going on there. Obviously still have the highest payroll, and uh, certainly we'll get to try to see every team. And I haven't been to Arizona for a couple of years since the pandemic hit. I was had a flight out on that March, was it 12th or 13th? And I canceled it the night before, and then baseball canceled uh themselves the next morning so yeah i yeah. uh, haven't been to arizona since then and i'm looking forward to it because obviously half the teams are in arizona now and a lot of the more interesting ones uh, certainly the old west coast teams which all great stories uh, you know certainly starting with your padres uh one of the most interesting teams in baseball again
0: without a doubt well it certainly is easier to cover more teams in arizona than it is in florida so yes Convenient. come on down come on down and uh and get some of that convenience that we have in in Arizona <laughs> uh that's gonna end it for today's episode of big time baseball you can catch us on anywhere where you subscribe to get your podcast as well as the odyssey app uh until next week John and I will catch you later